Welcome back to episode 7 of the Who Knows podcast. I think we're all a little surprised we've made it this long, but here we are. Nonetheless, we're almost famous, wouldn't you say? (laughs) I mean, we've made it. We've made it. We're getting that blue check on Instagram soon. Anyways, we've got some great stuff to talk about. We are uh, really coming out of the wire here. Playoffs start in an hour. Tiger Woods tees off in 40 minutes, so we'll be done by then. Uh, We're going to talk about Juju Smith-Schuster. Antonio Brown, the Masters, NBA playoffs, and Brad and I had an interesting discussion about how you should act at restaurants that we're going to talk about. I don't know if anyone cares about that, but I want to talk about I'm it. I'm very passionate about this. So we'll go ahead and just jump in. Right. All right, Brad, let's waste no time here. Let's just start with the NBA playoffs. You want to start with the East or the West? What do you think? Uh, let's go West. Okay, we're going to start with or the fun West. Best for last. No, we're we'll gonna... go East. Okay, that's fine. So, Milwaukee, Detroit. I don't know if I'm going to watch a single game of this series. Oh, really? If it's on, I might, but maybe the fourth quarter if it's close. They sh- Buck should win in five, right? Yeah, I think I, I think the Pistons will probably sneak one in. Blake Griffin will have a good game or something. Yeah, he'll score forty four points, yeah. <laughs> and you know that'll be that. That one don't really care. What percent interested are you in watching that series? Uh, I like watching all of them, honestly. But um, I mean, if I had to rank where that one ranks among all eight series, I would put that one second to last. Yeah, I, I'm in that same boat. We don't need to talk about that one. Toronto versus Orlando. That's the last one. Once again, I could name maybe three Magic players. How many Magic players could you name? Oh, you know that's my game. You know I could name like probably eight. Go ahead. Why don't you list some off? You want me to? Yeah. Uh, We got DJ Augustine, Evan He's not still a point guard in this league. (laughs) He'll always be a point guard in the league. You will be chat back in 20 years, so he'll still be a point guard in the league. Is he our generation's Andre Miller? Uh, Way worse than Andre. (laughs) Nobody throws a lob like Andre. Not as fat either. (laughs) Way too fast to be Andre as well, yeah. Uh, we got Evan Fournier, Jonathan mm. Isaac, Aaron Gordon, Vucevic, Mo Bamba. I got hoes. <laughs> um, Is his name actually Mo Bamba? Yeah. Like the rapper? Are they exactly the same? No, the rapper's name's not Mo Bamba. Just the song? Yeah, just the name okay. of the song. It's Shaq West. Shaq West, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Boy, right. you, That's you right. sound so white. I'm the real Shaq West. Drake says that. Shaq West. That's fine. Move not on. Shaq West. Move on. Okay, Philadelphia Sixers, Brooklyn no. Nets. <clears throat> I'm just going to edit this whole part out. <laughs> Sixers, Nets. This is maybe like the one I'm third most excited to watch. Oh, I'm really excited, especially, I don't think, is Joel Mika play today? Uh, I don't know. What's wrong with him? Uh, I know he. they said he might not be, I don't know what's wrong with him, but he's injured. So he might miss like at least a game or two. The Nets have no one that can guard him. Or something. I mean, who does? Jared Allen's long, though. Doesn't sure. he block like every best player in the league? Like, I'm sure he'll get a block in there. Yeah, he gets good highlights. That doesn't make him like a great defensive <laughs> no. player. I, uh, D'Angelo Russell, same thing, kind of what we said about Blake Griffin. Like, that guy could single handedly win him a game or two. I don't think the Sixers are as good as they should be, especially with Joel Embiid being out. I think they're going to win the series. I think they're going to go far in the East, but I think this will be a fun, fun series. Uh, I have a question for you. Uh, a, a friend I work with, is really down on Ben Simmons and said he would take like a million players before Ben Simmons. But I was thinking today, would you rather have Ben Simmons or D'Angelo Russell for a series? 
just like a single player. You know, I don't answer questions that you ask, so let me answer yeah, it in a long roundabout way. Minutes, yeah, ten minutes, then you won't have Look, to We're think. at four minutes right now, so we'll see where we get back to. It depends who you have around them. I'd rather have a shooter, just because it's easier to create a team around a shooter. It's harder to defend a shooter in the playoffs. Ben Simmons is the better player. I think there's no question about that. But in the playoffs, I think shooting and like kind of that gimmicky defense where you can not guard that guy really shows through. And so in a series, I think I would take Ben Simmons, but it's closer than it should be just because of the lack of shooting. It's closer than it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you think? Uh, I agree, but... Tansa Russell's really good. <laughs> He's fun, too. I, I, I'm especially partial because he destroyed the Nuggets this year. Nuggets beat 28 of the 30 teams, and the Nets were not one of the teams. Who was the other swept one? Swept by the Nets and swept by the Bucks. The Bucks wow. is understandable, but swept by the Nets as well. Yeah. And D'Angelo Russell went off in both. But I just like him a lot. Ever since um, PhoneGate 2016 or whatever, uh, he's just climbed the ladder of popularity in the NBA. I have a funny story about the Nets for you. I don't know if you Oh, did I'm all in. Yeah. Kenny Atkinson, Nets coach. He was trying to figure out how to prepare for the playoffs. Never been to the playoffs as a head coach. You know, kind of an unknown. He Googles Greg, Pope, Greg Popovich playoff strategies. So <laughs> before they start the series, this guy's on Google trying to figure out how to approach the playoffs, which I respect him, first off, for admitting that to be That's like, awesome. uh, I don't know what we're doing. I don't know what's going on. But it's also a fun idea that like, this guy probably has, you know, 15 other coaches' numbers and could get the other 15. Like, hey, what do you think? What are your thoughts? Like, because he coached under Budenholzer in uh, Atlanta. And so, like, you could call that guy and be like, hey, what do we do? But it's fun that he just Googled it and it's fun that that story got That's out. hilarious because that's the same thing that, like, me or you would do if we were, like, suddenly thrust into that role. I just Google, uh, how does Greg Popovich do it? That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, it's like the night before a big test and you're like, I at least got to try and learn <laughs> this. Pull like, out the Quizlets or... <laughs> yeah, you know you're not going to do super well, but, like, you want to at least give it your best effort. So I thought that was a fun story. Um, next we have Boston Celtics, Indiana Pacers. If Victor Oladipo was playing, I think I'd watch, but I have no interest in this series very much. Celtics I mean, I always have interest. I think this is going to be the closest series in the East. Really? Because the Celtics, and again, it shouldn't be. It's the same thing. Like it's Ben Simmons and D'Angelo mm. Russell is a lot closer than it should be. But the Celtics just always seem to underperform. I feel like they're going to do it again. The Pacers play so well together, even without all the depot. So talent-wise, Celtics have worked them, but I think it would go six or seven. Hot take, the best thing that happened to the Celtics was losing Marcus Smart for the next like two or three weeks. You're crazy. Just because they'll have less people, because that's the oh, issue. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's I like, guess. What do, they, what do they have, Elfer? Too oh, many cooks too in the kitchen. Too many cooks in the kitchen, Oh, what a baby. mess back there. What a mess. But uh, Marcus Smart's great. I mean, great. I shouldn't say that. Great, great at what? <laughs> Defense. Sure. Maybe, is he better than Jalen Brown on D? Uh, he's more. Yes. He's pestier. Yes. Is he better? Yes. Okay. Wow. That was really, really, that was really an affirmative. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing. Gordon Hayward's been playing better lately. He, he may have turned a little bit of a corner. He got to the line like 12 times the other night. Like, that's impressive. That means you're attacking the rim. But this series, not really interested. Uh, who do you think is going to come out of the East? Uh, Milwaukee. I have Milwaukee over Toronto in the conference finals. They're still beat up. I mean, it depends how quickly Brogdon can come back. I think he's supposed to be back by, like, second round, no? I, I mean, I don't really know. He'll be such a j- good jazz player next year. Really looking forward to that. He's great. And he won't be on the jazz. Fingers crossed. A guy can dream, right? 
your dream is Malcolm Brogdon. <laughs> yeah, he would be awesome. Next, <laughs> your Mitchell. wildest dream is Malcolm Brogdon. Imagine if Ricky Rubio could shoot. That would be Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, he's way better than Malcolm than Ricky Rubio. That's what I'm saying. That's I 100 percent agree. Yeah. So glad we're on the same page. Let's move to the Western Western Conference here. Warriors Clippers. Someone asked me today. They said the odds on the Clippers it pays out 100 to one. And he said, if they played 100 times, don't you think the Clippers would win once? I said, not a chance. <laughs> no chance at all. What do you think? <laughs> That's funny. Uh, no, they would. 100 full series or 100 games? 100 full series. Oh, no, there's the no way. Play? They could play 100 straight, and they, they might win six games overall. I said if they played 300 series, the Clippers would win <laughs> one. That's where I put the line. <laughs> there's no way they would win 100 series. That's funny. Is that how they do it, you think? I, it'd be smart. <laughs> if they're not, we need to talk to That's somebody. That's funny. So that series, like, whatever, don't care. I think Zach Lowe said, like, Kevin Durant would have to get in a car accident and Clay Thompson's dog would have to die and Steph Curry would have to break his ankle for the Clippers to even have yeah, a chance. It, it, It'd still be a series at that happening. point, just for the record. But I think we're all in on watching Patrick Beverly mess with Steph Curry for four games. That is fun. Did you see we, – we can talk about this now, I guess. After the Clippers B team played the Jazz B team – Patrick Beverly immediately went over to Jay Crowder. Did you see this? Yeah, I did see it. So he went over and was like giving tips on guarding James Harden. He's like, okay, like, you know, don't reach out. Like, you got to move your hands back and forth. I uh, I really like Patrick. I like the pesky defenders like that. There's not enough of them. He's anymore. just a guy that you'd love if he's on your team, but you hate when you play against him. Like, but he's fun. When Lonzo came into the league and he shut down Lonzo that first game, which now in hindsight, like, I could hold Lonzo to four <laughs> points, right? Like, that wouldn't be difficult. That was really fun. So I think guys like that are fun, and I appreciate it as a Jazz fan. Uh, Nuggets, Spurs, do you, I don't feel like we need to talk about this matchup. What do you think? You think it's a shoe-in? Yeah. Spurs. You just want to skip straight to, to Nuggets, Bucks? Spurs. <laughs> Is that what you want to do? Yeah. Well, oh, we can do that if you want. The 2022 NBA <laughs> championship. We're going to fast forward four that years. Is, by the way, Nuggets, Bucks is the NBA's worst nightmare. Well, <laughs> Jazz, Bucks would be even worse. No, we... It, People like Donovan Mitchell more than Nikola Jokic. You think, no, I'm saying you want the, the NBA wants a Utah Milwaukee uh, fan base. Uh, How fun would that be? Six people watching. Uh, would Memphis be worse? Yes, Memphis Milwaukee might be the worst case scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Nuggets Spurs, you lead off. You talk me through your thoughts prior to this series. You know, a lot of people who don't who aren't watching a lot will just think the Nuggets are going to walk over the Spurs. I feel like I've seen a lot, um, but. I really think it's going to go six or seven games. The Spurs are tough. No experience on the Nuggets besides Paul Mills. I mean, out of our rotation players, Paul Mills has been to the playoffs a million times, obviously. And outside of him, I, it's just Mason Plumley, who I think maybe had like a year of playoff experience in Portland. So there's just not a lot of playoff experience. The Spurs obviously have a lot. Craig Popovich has a lot. But I just think the Nuggets are going to overwhelm them in the end. Too good. And we'll win in six or seven. Probably six. Let me tell you something. Shout out Derek White. Other coaches are Googling how Greg Popovich coaches. That's the guy you're up against, just for the record. <laughs> Including Mike Malone, possibly. Did you see what Mike Malone said? Uh-uh. Well, he said a couple of things. They were like, um, how do you feel about facing Greg Popovich in the in the did, first round? And did he, Mike Malone coach under the Spurs? Is they, they knew each other. There's some relation. Yeah, there, right? they, okay. they're friends. Okay. Uh, Mike Malone uh, was asked, like, how do you feel about going up against Popovich your first, first round in the playoffs? He said, look, Greg Popovich has five championship rings. All I have is a wedding ring. And then they asked him, uh, "Are you? I, do you think you'll be nervous for the game? I was like, 
oh, do you think there will be nerves for the for the first game? He said, oh, yeah, I expect the Spurs to be very nervous. So he's really wishy-washy on who should, who should be the favorite here. But um, I'm just excited. It's been a little while since we've been in the playoffs. This, um, we'll talk about this now, actually. I was going to save it for when we talk about the Jazz, but let's talk about this. So there was a lot of stuff with the seeding. You and I kind of went back and forth. The Nuggets rested people. The Blazers rested people. The Jazz end up playing the Rockets in the 4-5. So here's my question for you. Sort of expectation-wise, are you satisfied with this? Realistically, the Jazz are going to lose to the Rockets. The Nuggets are probably going to get to the second round, maybe the Western Conference Finals. Are you really excited about getting there without beating someone great? Like, Does it still carry, like, wow, Western Conference Finals, wow, second round? Or is it like, oh, we beat... The Spurs, that's a good win, but like, oh, we beat the Blazers without Nurkic. You know, that type of thing. Talk me through that. I mean, if you guys beat the Thunder this year, would you think that was a great win? So I, I expect the Nuggets to play the Thunder in the second round. Uh, I, you would, right? Because, because, you because we did it already last year, it, I'd be like, yeah, like we should beat them. Uh, Nuggets will be seen as great. Like, even though we swept this the Thunder this year, if we make it to the second round, we'll be seen as heavy underdogs, I think, in that series. By the, by the national media. Wouldn't you agree? That's true. And so, and we haven't been in the playoffs since 2013. We haven't added any... That's a long We time. haven't added any new players. That's a really last, long time. Last year, we didn't make the playoffs. Last in the division. This year, we won the, the division from no playoffs to second round without adding any new talent. We didn't add LeBron James. We didn't add Kevin Durant or anything like that. It's the same squad. Uh, so, I'd be... I mean... If, you told most people that the Nuggets were just going to be a top a top six seed, probably. They would have mm. said, wow, it's a success for them. And here we are, the two seed. So, yeah, if we went to the Western Conference Finals and we beat Greg Popovich and we beat uh, Russell Westbrook and Paul George or Damian Lillard, yeah, I'd be ecstatic. I agree. I'll talk When we talk about the Jazz, I'll tell you why I feel a little bit differently than that. It, it might make sense to you. You'll probably disagree with me just because that's what you tend to do, but we'll get there when we get there. <laughs> I am taking Nuggets in six. I, I'm rooting for the Spurs just because I like to see them lose and you unhappy, and I'm fine admitting that right here and right now. But I think the Spurs, they're good. I just don't think they're good enough. I think Jokic is too good. I think there's too many shooters. We'll see if Greg Popovich can come up with something to kind of mess up Jokic, but it's not like you can take away passing. You know what I mean? Plus, they, they have nobody to stop him. I mean, Aldridge can't. Boy, he's not a good defender. And Jakob Pertl, they've tried on him a lot, and he just abuses Jakob Pertl. Um, so, I mean, yeah, they just don't have anything to contain Jokic. I'm just, I just hope our guards show up because you just never know when they are and when they aren't. So. And your boy Derek White, hopefully he can have a great playoff oh series. Oh my gosh. Shout out D. White. I mean, I'm really torn. I, I really wanted to avoid this series because I didn't want to see him facing the Nuggets. But um, I hope he scores 50 points in a loss. <laughs> Shout out Devin Booker. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. Blazers, Thunder. This one, it's kind of fun, right? You've got these two teams who have had the same roster for the last couple of years and... <laughs> Never really been more than good. They win 44 to 52 games. They lose in the first or second round. They run it back next year thinking it'll be different. They add a bunch of role players like Enos Cantor and Rodney Hood thinking that'll push him over the top. It's got to be Thunder and Six, right? Uh, yeah, I think Six might even be... I might even say Thunder and Five. But yeah, I would say, I would say Thunder and Six. But... I mean, Damian Lillard versus Russell Westbrook is fun. Like, yeah, this, is, it is. this will be a fun game to watch, fun series to watch. 
I uh, I look at the Blazers, and this is kind of why I was nervous about the Jazz playing them, because it's like, hey, Nurkic is out. Like, the Jazz should win. So it's like, okay, we should win that series. But also, if we don't, it's like, wow. like So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you should have beat them, and you didn't. And so that was a little bit of my nerves with like, ooh, like if we played Portland, I think we would have pulled it off. But it was like, you're supposed to win this. They really tried to play the Jazz. That whole last night. So I... I was at the gym when I was texting you, and I was like, okay, the Kings are up 34 at halftime or whatever and scored 87 points. The Nuggets were down by like 8 or 9 to the Timberwolves. I was like, great, okay, Jazz Jazz play the Trailblazers, like we're in a good spot. And then, boy, the last five minutes of both of those games just unraveled. Crazy. So um, I, was, I was watching the Nuggets game, and, uh, and I was on Twitter, and I was just following. They're like, well, the Blazers are down by... 30 points, and their best player is Anthony Simmons, who I think was in high school. Simons. No one knows his name. Is that, is that I how I think it goes? it's Simons. Oh, whatever. The announcer's uh, got his jersey. <laughs> but, um, and I was like, oh, well, we're both going to lose. It doesn't matter. They, they started, well, they only played six guys the whole game, 48 minutes for three guys in that Blazers game. Yeah, they're resting Zach Collins. Crazy. Um, and then the Nuggets game starts winding down. We're down by 11 with three and a half minutes to go. I checked the Blazers score. Blazers are suddenly up. And I was like, I can't believe the Blazers are about to win their game and the Nuggets are about to blow this. And then Nuggets down by 11 with three and a half minutes to go, going a 15-0 run. I was watching that game. Do you think that Mike Malone told them, like, hey, just so you guys know, uh, it looks like the Blazers might actually win. Like, oh, okay, let's pick it up a bit. That's one thing I wonder is, like, that communication, right? Is somebody, like, an assistant walks down and then tells, hey, the coach, like, hey, we clinched the playoffs, like, you can pull the starters or, hey – hey, we better try and score like we can lock up the seed we want and play the Spurs. And so I wonder like how much that communication is, right? Let's talk about the Jazz and the Rockets. Um, so this is kind of what I was saying before where, hey, we made it through the first round last year. We beat Oklahoma City. Honestly, we're probably not going to beat Houston. If a Jazz fan really, really thinks we're going to just run over the Rockets, they're a homer. So I hope all your friends at Enerbank are listening. Because <laughs> I'm a Jazz fan, and I'm not afraid to say that. Uh, 538 gave us a 30% chance to win, which I think is right where it I'll should take be. That, yeah. If we played 10 series, I think we'd win three. I feel comfortable saying that. Uh, I mean, that's, 30% odds is pretty good, but I don't know. I mean, I just think the Rockets are too good. I mean, I don't play the Jazz are, are just tough to to roll over. Like, I I think I I wouldn't be shocked if it goes six games. Yeah, I agree. But um, I mean, they're just tough. But the Rockets are too good. And so this this kind of comes back to just like waiting out the Warriors. It's like, hey, we know the Jazz aren't going to win this year. We know the Nuggets aren't going to win this year. Whoa, but, whoa! <laughs> sorry, hot take <laughs> coming at you live. So that's the thing is like. Hey, let's go out. Let's give the Rockets a run. Let's make some moves this summer. I think we're in a good position. One thing I do think about is like, hey, the Rockets are not as good as they were last year. I think Ariza was a big part of that team. Yeah, Capella's gotten better. Harden likes to shoot a lot more than he did last year. But I think we can kind of throw some different stuff at him and be in a decent spot, to your point. I think it'll go six. I don't think we would beat Chris Paul and James Harden in a game seven. If it were to go that far, I think the Jazz will play them tough. I think a lot of the games will be pretty close. I just think at the end of the day, we're not going to win that series. Yeah, I would say I would say Houston in six as well. And expectation wise, like I think it's fine. Like, okay, we beat the Blazers in round one, and then we lost to the Warriors in five. Right? Like, I don't know. We know this isn't our year. Let's go out. Let's give it a good run. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like, 
we're building still. That is a tough draw. If you happen to come up, come up with a win over yeah. the Rockets, which is near impossible, then your, your reward is you get the Warriors for four more games. Yeah, if we beat the team with one of the four best scoring seasons of all time, we get to play arguably the one of the best dynasties The greatest of team time. of all time. Just a gauntlet to get and to And then the if you get past them, you get Nikola Jokic and the Denver Nuggets handing a sweep to you. I'll, I'll wipe that spit off. You're <laughs> no good. Worries, no yeah, worries. So let's go ahead. Let's talk about the NBA underrated, overrated. We've got a little list here from the Athletic that we want to talk about. Right, yeah. Shout out Athletic. They did an uh, anonymous player poll. Uh, 127 anonymous players just voted on lots of different questions. <laughs> you, we'll talk about how you can tell which players voted here yeah, in a second. Yeah, some people give us some of the votes because we have every vote listed. So some of the votes, we have, we have some ideas of who some of these players are. Who's the best defender? Chris Dunn. Yeah, that was you. <laughs> like... My, uh, David Nwaba, do you know who David Nwaba is? I could not tell you what team he's on. I, think I don't he's know what team he's on either. Eastern Conference? Sure. I don't know what team he's on. I, I know. I I recognize him if I see him. I want to say Cavs. Wow. You hit it. I nail it? Yeah. Well, anyways, he got 1% of the vote for who's the best defender in the league. I'm guessing David Nwaba was part of this. You don't feel like he's a Paul? lockdown defender? I mean, you'd say he's the best defender in the league? I didn't say that. He said that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Shout out Royce O'Neal on the Jazz as well. Got 1% of the vote. Underrated he also defend- voted. He's going to have to step up and guard Harden very well in this series. It was Exum that defended him Ex- well last Exum year, right? did a, Yeah, that was the best thing Exum's ever done for this team. I'm, I'm just a huge Royce, o- Royce O'Neal fan. I, am, I love him on the Nuggets. He's a good, he's a great, like, 2-3. He's got decent size. He can hit the corner three. Good beard. Friends with Donnie. I mean, <laughs> I love it all. Yeah, walk me through this list. What are we looking at um, here? 1% of the vote on who's the best ball handler in the NBA. 1% of the vote, which means one vote, according to this one, was uh, Dion Waiters. Who do you think voted for Dion Waiters? <laughs> uh, Justice Winslow? His <laughs> Dion Waiters. I'm surprised Dion Waiters isn't number one. doesn't have 1% of the vote in every one of these, because I'm sure he voted for himself for everything. In under, did he vote for himself for most overrated? <laughs> yeah, except for that one. <laughs> Um, do you want to guess who won these? Yeah, let's do that. Let's walk. Let's just guess on it. Okay, best ball handler, Kyrie. Yeah, that seems obvious to me. Yeah, you got seventy-seven percent. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do. Okay, you don't agree? I, I don't know how much of a difference there is. I I think Steph is a great ball handler. I think Harden is a great ball handler. I would put Steph number two. I, I wouldn't. What what Kemba's percentage? up there. Kemba. So Kyrie got seventy-seven. See, that's of the high. Ball. Give, give him like fifty and give Steph like thirty. I think everybody's pretty much in agreement that Kyrie's the best, maybe one of the top. Some people would say the best ever, not just in the current NBA. Hmm. Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew. Wow. Too bad he's psycho. Much better ball handler than an actor. Um, Steph Curry, Kemba were two and three. Okay, that's fair. Um, This one seems obvious. You're building a roster from scratch. Who are you signing first? Uh, Anthony Simons? Yes. <laughs> he no. got 92% of the vote. Uh, actually, I'm taking Grayson Allen after his 40-point outburst. 40-burger! Against the Clippers. The old Donovan Mitchell special. That's a little 40-burger right. with 30-something shots, right? Uh, I think he had 25, which isn't outrageous. Well, that's not bad, points. actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually think it was 27, but don't come at my man Donovan Mitchell. Is he going to keep climbing every two or three shots every time we bring it up? Yeah, exactly. 10 for 29. <laughs> that one's obviously honest, right? Okay, this is the one you wanted, right? Yeah, bring me to this one. The most overrated player in the NBA. Now, there was a poll of 127 people, but some people didn't feel uh, comfortable comfortable voting on some of these. 
So out of 127 people, only 47 people were willing to speak out and vote on who's the most overrated player in the league. But of those 47 people, there was a two-way tie for number one. I'm going to say this, and I don't agree with it. Draymond Green has got to be near the top of that list. He's not, he is tied for number one. And I don't agree with you that. You don't? No. I mean, especially this year, everybody's down on him. Everybody's trashing him this year, so he's not really overrated anymore. Everything I've heard is like, oh, he's washed up. Like, he's past his prime. It's like, the dude was never like this athletic, like, I mean, he's a, he's been a great defender, but I don't think he falls off a cliff like you see these, like you see Dwayne Wade do, who's like, played above the rim, really relied on his athleticism. Like, Draymond Green can still pass out of the pick and roll. I don't know where he lost his jump shot. Someone should help him find it because it's gone. I mean, he never quite had it, but it's it's definitely way gone now. It He's shooting, what, probably like 28%, but that includes probably making four threes in like 10 games. He's probably got 0 for 4 from 3 in probably, what, 30, 40 games this yeah. season? It, it's going to hurt him in the playoffs when, I mean, <laughs> as much as it can. But Boogie also can't shoot this year. So yeah. I, I mean, They have like, no shooters, the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> Really lacking shooting. Guess what Kevin Durant's three-point percentage is this year? 30. Oh, do we want to? I would say, do I want to play this game right? I'll say 8%. 8%. He's shooting 36%. Wow. I'm Donovan not... Mitchell's shooting better from three, just for the record. He is not shooting 36%. Promise. You. Promise. He's been out of terror. Do you want me to look it up right well, now? Well, he climbed like 4% this year? He's shooting above 40% since uh, January 1st. Okay, so are we doing since January 1st? No, this is overall. Since, uh, we're, do- oh. we're doing the whole season. I'm going to pull this up. I'm going to tell you what it is. All right. We're going to look at basketball reference. 36.2. Let's look at Kevin Durant. Pretty sure he's a little bit lower. 35.3. Wow. That's crazy. But his career is 38. So Donovan Mitchell is uh, the better three-point shooter between the you two? You heard it here first. <laughs> On Who Knows Sports. Now you are in the nose. <laughs> in the nose, baby. So who's the other one with most overrated? Do you have any guesses? Most overrated, tied with Draymond Green. I'll, I'll tell you, I was surprised to see who the players had chosen, but... I am very glad this is who they chose. Will you tell me which That's conference? Oh, I know it is. Russell Westbrook. It is Russell Westbrook. Yeah, okay, easy. Yeah, so, uh, which I was glad to see. Because I feel like casual fans just think he's the greatest thing ever when they just see his numbers. But mm. if you're paying attention, you know that he is highly overrated. He When he scores like 18, I wonder what their record is when he scores under 20 points. Do you think they have ever lost a game when they scored under? 20, <laughs> he scored under twenty points. <laughs> he always scored. Oh, I guess he. When, when's the last time you think he scored under twenty points? That, I don't know. They're probably he four, always scores they're over four and zero when he's under yeah. twenty points. He makes sure he gets over twenty. But those games when he has 15, 18 assists, like you know, at least half of those are real assists, right? Like, yeah. They usually win those games when he's really on it. Like when he had 20, 20, 20 Shout out to Nipsey Hustle. You know, <laughs> it's a big win for him. Um, I have a real problem with this most overrated list. I wanted to bring this up, actually, when I was looking at it. You know what I'm going to say? Nikola Jokic. Oh, that's not what I was going to say. Oh. I, I don't have that. I mean, he got tied for 2% of the vote, and I know who voted for that, and that was DeMarcus Cousins. <laughs> I guarantee uh, Who, I love the trash talk to DeMarcus Cousins after he checks out of the game. He's <laughs> looking for you. Hey, where are you at, Jokic? Get over yourself. That was man. awesome. That was, he smoked him that game. Oh, wow. Congrats. They're the one seed. What do you have to, is, they're the one seed. Oh, wow. And to. Boogie is like, what, the fifth or sixth best player on the team? Congrats. Just let him have that, man. Anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> somebody voted for Semi Ojale <laughs> as the number one most overrated player in the NBA. Semi Ojale. Who has a vendetta against Semi Ojale out there? Who would ever think he's overrated? <laughs> Nobody thinks he's any good. 
somebody thinks he should like be not even in college, not even in G League. Like <laughs> he hardly just, plays. Yeah, washed up though. <laughs> Uh, anyways, that he, was my problem. He's a poor man's Bam Adebayo. I mean, Sammy Ojale, most overrated. Good pronunciation on that. I feel I'm like, did you rehearse probably that? Probably 100% right. I feel like you rehearsed that. Is that, that how you pronounce it? I don't know how I would have said it, but now yeah. I'm going to say it how you well, said it. there you have it. What other list? Any other ones? Uh, you touch most on here? underrated. More willing people. More people are willing to vote on most underrated. Yeah, it's it's more of a boy. We're getting sensitive. Just t- say us who's the most overrated. Goodness. Say Kevin Durant. You know, say he's a baby. <laughs> Just come out there. Anyways, 116 votes on most underrated. Any guesses? Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> uh, no, certainly not. Most underrated. It might be hard to think of, but when I saw it, I was that's like, kinda yeah, that's kind of right. what I'm walking through. Uh, are they like role players? I mean, I would say he's a star, but not like a... You're kidding. Like, obviously underrated. My so. guess would be like Chris Middleton. You know what? He is tied for second, actually. See, okay. Uh, another guy up there. That's a good guess, though. <laughs> obviously. I don't know. Lay, lay him on me. So Chris Middleton was tied for second with Damian Lillard. Who is... Underrated. I would agree he's underrated. Poor man stuff. But number one, it just feels right when I say it, mm. Drew Holiday. Mm. Forgettable. Very forgettable, but he's great. He's a, a star, right? A top five defensive player. Uh, Go ahead. Top five defensive player in the NBA. Top five defensive guard. Okay, that's T- fair. Top three defensive guard. That's uh, close. He's top five. And a, and a good offensive player, you know he's not gonna. He's, he's very good. Not gonna blow your socks he's off on good. offense, but he's a good offensive he's player. Definitely a top ten point guard in the NBA. I know it doesn't really play point guard, but yeah, and that's the thing is, there's a big drop off after what like the first three four guards. I mean, you go Steph, Dame, Kyrie, Harden. I'm probably forgetting someone that's really good, but and then it's like, oh yeah, there's a whole tier of like these second level guys. So he kind of fits in there. I agree. Jokic also shows up on the most underrated list with more more a higher percentage of vote. So, Boogie's wrong. Um. Anyways, take me to the trash talk one. Trash talk. Oh, before I go to that one, the best player of all time, 117 votes, one percent for Kevin Durant. <laughs> Kevin Durant was obviously a part of the non-pool. We got you. Do you think he used his burner account <laughs> to vote for that? He should have. Okay. Oh, do you want to do who don't you want to fight? Who's the toughest player in the league? So this one was actually really interesting because I read it. Did you know right away the backstory? No. Well, yeah, because I'd heard it actually recently. Okay. I had to Google it and I was like, what on earth? Yeah. So number one is James Johnson <laughs> who has an MMA career. I think he's undefeated. No? Is that what it is? Yeah. I think he's undefeated in MMA. So that makes sense. Also, he's terrifying looking. His whole family are like black belts and like all these different whatever mixed martial arts. Yeah, so, so that makes sense. Yeah, like the dude will literally just twist you up like a pretzel if you he, get in a fight. He also has a terrifying appearance, though. He, like you can see him being on the top three on the list without the his background. He does look scary. Also, that dude averages like four or five assists a game. He's a great passing forward. He's pretty good. Very, very aware. Didn't do much for me in my fantasy team this year, but... Yeah, I mean, if, if he could rebound, he's 6'10", <laughs> and, you know, doesn't yeah. get a lot of rebounds. But that one, let's, let's take him out. Steven Adams... He might be able to beat James jo- James Johnson just because he's so large. I mean, strong. he's huge. James Johnson, MMA, he knows what to do. Put what, him in the arm bar. What's he like, going to do with Steven? Steven Adams' bones don't break. That's true. What are you going to do? You can't that's hurt true. that guy. Yeah, that's a real, that's a real good face-off. Yeah, overall, that one wasn't super surprising. Who would you most like to fight? Who are you most... Who do you think you could Isaiah hate? Thomas? I mean, 
Everybody would, oh, Isaiah Thomas would take you to the woodshed, <laughs> and you know it. He would rock your world. Monty Morris? Oh, he would also work, I don't know, that's pretty close. He's kidding. Uh, Steph Curry? That, you like your odds for Steph Curry? I, I think I might be able to hang. I could hang, you know. I don't I, like my odds for anybody. Might but. go a couple rounds. You got height on a decent amount of people. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh. I could take Raul Neto. <laughs> He's handsome. I, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to mess up his face. <laughs> Who else? Uh, there's somebody I was thinking of on on the Clippers. Maybe not. Patrick Beverly. Yeah, I like oh, my yeah. odds. <laughs> He's very high on the list. For he should you don't be. Want to play. He absolutely should be. Yeah. All right. Let's let's wrap it up here with trash talk. What's the okay, last? Okay. Who one talks on the, the most trash? Any guesses? I mean, it's got to be Draymond. Draymond is number one. Okay. Patrick Beverly two. Russell Westbrook three. And be the, an underdog at number four. I thought he would be. I was expecting him to be number one. His English isn't great. Still, <laughs> yeah. like it's still costly. He really has to think about it. I agree. That's why he goes to Twitter after the game because he can like type it and like have one of his guys read through it before he gets out there. Joe Ingles, I'm surprised wasn't higher on that list. He came in at number five. Oh, never mind. He was tied for number six, which surprises me. Like he literally messed up. Playoff P, push off P there, you know? That was fun. That's worth something. Give the guy an award. Anyway. I mean, he gets the fifth place trophy award. <laughs> he gets it tied with that. That, That's a good place. Um, here's something I wanted to talk with you. Uh, two other important things left, actually. The Masters. Do you care at all? Um, I'm not going to watch a single second of it. Really? can't bring myself to watch golf. But if Tiger, I'm only interested in Tiger Woods. I don't care about anybody else. If Tiger ends up winning, I will think that's interesting, as will everybody else in the world. But it, It's been phenomenal. I have literally not missed a second of it. I'm actually missing some right now, which is fine. I am more interested in that than the NBA playoffs for the first round. Here's why. We know who's going to win most of these matchups. There's not going to be anything super surprising in the first round. So that's why I want to watch the Masters. You've got Tiger. You've got Phil. I think it's the best sporting event of the year. It's better than the Super Bowl. What? The NBA Finals, it's close. I prefer the Masters. So you're I, telling me in a scenario where the Super Bowl, Game 7 of the NBA Finals, and the Masters, Sunday of the Masters, is that the last day? Yes. Are on at the same time. You're watching the Masters and ignoring the Super Bowl and the Game 7 of the NBA Finals. I think that's... Can I add a condition? <sighs> Do you ever not? No. No, you can't add a condition. Cool. Answer that question. Here I go. Which one are you watching? If Tiger Woods is in contention, I'm watching the Masters. But if Tiger times. Woods isn't in the contention, then you're not watching the Masters. Who's in? So game, it's not the greatest. Who's in Game Seven so it's of not the, the greatest event. Who's in Game Seven of the Finals? It doesn't matter. Golden State's not. They're never going seven. Are you serious? <laughs> Just in a scenario where you have Game Seven of the Finals and Masters in any point in history. Mm. And Super Bowl, you are not watching the Masters. Super Bowl, so you don't mean it. Super Bowl's three on the list, just for the record. Two and one. I'm not going to be mad either way. Super Bowl's number one on the list. Really? Yeah. See, I'm going Super Bowl's finals, and then distant, 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 distant. Not even third. Probably like 15th. Place You're watching NH- NHL Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah, I got the Stanley Cup. That. I love talking puck. A little <laughs> hockey. Come on, my abs. Shout out to all our Canada listeners. Shout out, out Joe really Sackett, Patrick Waugh, the only abs players I know. Wayne Gretzky for life. <laughs> so that's all I'm saying is the Masters. CBS calls it a tradition unlike any other. Brad, that's wow. good advertising. Wow. Good branding. So I love it. I think it's one of the best sporting events. It's it's so different. It's so quiet. It's so pristine. It's a spiritual experience. Watching the NBA Finals, 
strikes a different chord. It's more exciting. I'll give you that, certainly. But just the spiritual like investment in this in these golf shots, that's incredible. I I just can't relate. That's fine. Like, I just like the greatest thing that can happen, the most exciting thing that can happen is somebody sinking like a twenty foot putt. Like you watch a little ball roll across. Like the most exciting thing that can happen, and it's like the least exciting thing that can happen in any of the sports. We we're but, taking and, you golfing. Like I, I I remember the most fun. I don't watch any golf, but I do remember years 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 ago. There, Tiger had like some kind of overtime playoff. Mm, I do. Versus, do you know what I'm talking about? Yep, I know exactly. What you're <laughs> and that about. was fun. But that's the only time that was like I've enjoyed 11 years golf. ago yeah, when he had a broken golf. leg. That was probably the last time I watched golf. That was the last time he won, so it's your fault. That's right. You need you. So if I maybe if I tune in. Yeah, what can I get you to do to watch tomorrow? <laughs> Tiger. I'll, need, I'll send Tiger my Venmo. He, he really wants us. to win this one, then he can send a message to me. Uh, let, let's transition here. This is just another kind of fun story. Juju Smith-Schuster, Antonio Brown. No one's on AB's side, right? How could you be? He looks like a total buffoon. I, I love the fact that he's done all this because it's fun, but he looks like an idiot. He looks like a complete idiot. I mean, the last thing he did where he posted... Uh, oh. He posted a picture of the DM, Juju Smith-Schuster, while at USC, reached out to Antonio Brown and said, hey, I'm a big fan. I'm a receiver at USC. I'm, I'm a fan of your game, fan of what you do off the field. Do you have any advice for me? Obviously, everybody respects what Juju Smith-Schuster did, doing a, a mature, yeah, 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 professional yeah. thing. And Antonio Brown is now sending it out like as some kind of insult to him. Guess what? Juju Smith looks great, and you look like an idiot in that scenario. That, yeah, to be like, oh, he used to look up to me. Just for the record, I'm going to be really interested to see if Derek Carr can make Antonio Brown perform at the same level he has over the last couple seasons with Ben Roethlisberger and a great offensive line and other great receivers and a running back, right? Like, he had a really great system here. And so to think someone's going to look bad after they praise you, like, that's a, that's never the right move. It's crazy. He he is literally like there's some wacky guys like in the NFL and the NBA, but like he's got to be near the top of the list. And I feel like it's recent. I feel like he was so normal until like last year, maybe. He got that bag, and now he has a, a dyed blonde must a bleached mustache, and I don't know what he's doing in his life. And the Steelers don't care that they lost you. Sorry, they're gonna Juju Smith, and their offense is gonna be just fine without you. Would you be any different if you made twenty million dollars a year? I Are you suggesting my, my mustache would be bleached blonde? Yeah, yeah, you go. <laughs> I mean, I like to think that it would be. I wouldn't bleach my mustache and and uh, try to insult people because they reached out to me on Instagram for advice. So I like to think I'd be a little different. I mean, you're already so understanding, and you never talk trash. So I'd be surprised. <laughs> hey, talking trash is one thing. I'd be surprised. Yeah, if that totally changed. <laughs> um, with the NFL, I'd just like to share. We now have some sources on the inside. Like to see, I'd like to just say that I saw Jimmy Garoppolo in person. You're an insider. I now have connections. Introducing NFL insider Chris Olson. What do you have for us? Tell us about your experience. So I went to California with Dylan Colley, who was on our podcast. He was out there throwing with the likes of Matt Ryan, Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, John Ross was a receiver that was out there. Just a little Jimmy quarterback G. camp. Jimmy G, handsome, even better looking in oh. person. Still wears a flat brim hat, though. That was... Kind of a knock. I mean, that's got to be a point off, but he's still an 11. So especially that's as a quarterback. Quarterbacks especially, I feel like they were like the Brett Favre kind of hat. The dad right? hat. Yeah, some Wranglers, <laughs> yeah. a dad hat. Yeah, I agree. So, you know, I didn't get to really interact with them, which was fine. I, I didn't anticipate that, but I got to see them and kind of be around them. 
Here's one thing that surprised me. These guys, they'll show up for this workout. They'll warm up for 50 minutes to an hour, you know, throw a tennis ball, stretch their arm, do some karaoke. They'll throw 25 passes <laughs> and then they'll karaoke. leave. <laughs> the yeah. way you said left, that. Left, right, left, right, no, left, I was left. We had a little karaoke contest going where they bust out a karaoke machine. That's what you made that sound like. A little karaoke uh, contest going on right before. Matt Ryan singing Sweet Home Alabama <laughs> versus Jimmy G just out there. Everybody loves a good karaoke. Uh, well, not, I'm, we are talking about the, the exercise. Drill. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Everybody good. loves a good karaoke, though. Yeah. I'm, I'm standing up doing karaoke right now, just for the record. So it was cool to see those guys. So if you have any questions about NFL quarterbacks, I'd like to just kind of be our, our now go-to guy. You and Shefty are just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like a wash bomb. Woj. We've, <laughs> we've been through this. Bomb. We've been through this. Oh, boy. Where is he from? Where's that last name from? Woj? Yeah. Or Waj? Both. Waj is from a definitely a different place than every, Woj is from. Every podcast this happens, I look so good, and then at one moment I slip up and you just embarrass me. If his name was Waj, do you think he'd make it anywhere? Listen, I'm an insider now. Don't come at me like this. Waj would be a complete nobody, but Woj, best in the game. Overall, I just have to say, now, when NFL season rolls around, we're ready. I've seen these guys throw in person. Mitch Trubisky, underrated handsome, just for the record. Okay, rank the three on handsomeness. Now you've seen them in person. Trubisky, Garoppolo, and Matt Ryan. I'm going to say... I'm gonna My favorite go, subject. I'm going to go Garoppolo one. Yeah, it's weird how much we talk <laughs> about the handsomeness of athletes. Garoppolo one, Trubisky two. Matt Ryan, not that handsome, just for the record. Really? Yeah, not... Nice guy, cool guy, I'm sure, but not that handsome. Yeah. Trubisky had more swag. Like, he looked more like he was going to University Vasa, and Jimmy G looked like he was going to University Vasa in 2009. Did you work up the courage to speak to any of these guys? No, I did not. They were they were kind of out doing their thing. You know, I couldn't just, like, walk up and dap them up. Like, you know, nobody up. has more confidence than you. I, I've met my entire life. Keep shooting. Fake confidence. Let me tell you something, confidence. I'm, I'm shocked that you didn't try to say something. Fortune favors the bold. You know that? I don't understand. It's confidence, boldness. They oh. go hand in hand. Oh. Sorry. I like the cooks in the kitchen one. Yeah, cooks in the kitchen. <laughs> we'll, we'll stay on that one. Um, let's wrap this up. Speaking of cooks in the kitchen, restaurant interaction. We went out to dinner. We had a little bit of a disagreement on the way we should handle things. So here's what happened. You go up to the counter and we'll talk about a waiter as well. But you go up and they say, hey, how are you? This is five guys. This is like a yeah, like a fast food restaurant almost. Sort of in between though. Yeah, they're in that middle the middle ground for sure. And they say, hey, Brad, how are you? I guess they don't know your name. They probably don't call you Brad <laughs> unless you have a name tag on. I mean, they must have they may recognize my face from the podcast. Uh, for, they've seen they the recognize the nose. The they recognize the nose. What, uh, what do you say back to that? Do you say, oh, good, how are you? Do you say your order? So, I mean... I understand the sentiment. It's, I guess, polite. But as you know, Alfred, I've done some phone sales in my life. And we've both done a little bit of some sales. You were a waiter as well. But, yeah, I've also been a waiter. But you asked me, hey, how are you doing? I know you don't care if you're the cashier. I know I don't care to answer. Mm. Like, it just seems like it's just fake to me. Like, I don't have a real problem with it. But it's like, just take my order when I go up there. But here's the thing I will do. Like, don't ask me how I'm doing, but I might ask you, hey, do you like the. Um, they only whatever. sell hamburgers. Do you like five this? Guys. Yeah, Five Guys is not good. But if I'm going somewhere new, I'll say, hey, is this any. Oh, Taco Bell. Taco Bell always has something new mm. for me. So I'll say, hey, do you, like the new, do you like the new rattlesnake fries? Get their opinion because I obviously value their opinion. They've tried it. Um, but 
when you ask me how I'm doing, I, I might just not answer. Uh, hey, they, they always do it in the drive-thru. Mm. Hi, how are you? Fries, please. <laughs> Let me, so the drive-thru, I agree. It's like, hey, do you want to try our new McDouble triple wrap? Like, how are you? And it's like, nope, I'll, uh, two McChickens, large Coke, yes. large fry on my way. So here's the thing, and maybe this is different. I've sold door to door. And when I would knock on someone's door and I'd be like, hey, how's it going? And they would be, and they would say, good, how are you? Like, I really appreciated that because it showed they were at least going to like respect me. They would at least give me like a minute or two before being like, hey man, like we're good. And so that's kind of what I think when you go to a fast food restaurant, when they're like, hey, like, how's it going? I'm like, oh good. Like, thanks. How are you? It's like, oh, like that's really polite and respectful. I don't care how they're doing. I couldn't care less actually. But I think it's just a thing of politeness. <laughs> well, that's the thing is we they know that you don't care and you know that they don't care. So it's like, what's the point? I, I get it. It's not a big deal, but it is a huge deal. <laughs> Here's the point is you ever gone out to a restaurant and you're like, oh, this waiter doesn't think I'm going to tip them very well. They just think I'm like broke because I ordered water. I like to prove a point. Do you think that? Oh, they're like, oh, he ordered a water. Like, you're oh. you're you're just a bad tipper in general. No, I'm not. That's not true at all. What's your go-to tip? How much? What percentage? I like to tip twenty. Oh, I think that's really reasonable. yeah. You've changed. Oh, you've changed for the I'm, pot. This, I'm not Ben. It's Chris. You went this out to dinner Chris. last night and you tipped like five percent. Oh, please. So I just think it's polite. I just think it shows like respect when it's just like, hey, I'm good. How are you doing? And I appreciate what you said with like the interaction of like kind of a little joke, like. Oh yeah, you ordered a diet coke. Like, oh, why did you do that type thing? You know, like that's fun. And be, be, being a waiter is much different than being the cashier. Like, I, the waiter, we're gonna have a relationship throughout the throughout the evening. No, you were such a good waiter. The cashier, <laughs> I was a terrible waiter. No, you you waited on me and waiter. Thurl Bailey. You were incredible. <laughs> Thurl, talk about bad t- tippers. Hope really? He, I hope he's listening. Yeah, you need to make some life changes in your. <laughs> I, he's a he's a he's a con- consistent listener, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's always giving us they're all good tuning in you need to tip better man come on we all know you have cash but um yeah obviously you know me and my wife have this conversation a lot because mel she doesn't like the tip she's the, the idea of having to pay somebody else's salary rather than the company doing it doesn't make sense to her and i agree it doesn't but that's the way it is and it needs to change but but with a waiter we're gonna have a relationship throughout the night so the cashier like cheeseburger fries drink and, and it's over so but the waiter's trying to get that tip so you need to be able to have some kind of conversation with your waiter i've got one other thing that's related when i go and get my haircut i usually go to oh. my my cousin and she does a great job and we talk about sports she's into basketball she watches all the jazz games and so that's fine when it's like oh did you see this like oh how's your brother or whatever like we know each other and so we talk I went and got my haircut the other day by someone I didn't know, and it was like an awkward first date. She's like, oh, like, are you at school here? Like, yeah. Are you working? Yeah. Where do you work? <laughs> oh, just at BYU. How many siblings do you have? Four. And like, by the How fifth- How many siblings? Yeah, like, that's a first date question. And by the fifth question, I felt so uncomfortable, I started giving her more to work with. Like, oh, like, I'm the youngest of four, like- I'm at BYU studying marketing. Like, I'm going to graduate. But I hated that she couldn't pick up on the fact that I was not interested in talking to her. I'm so glad you brought this up. I, I'm Because I feel the same way. And I'm, I've changed. I used to love to talk to whoever's doing my hair. I used to like to have a conversation. Oh. Now I just can't stand it. Mm-mm. And I do the same thing. I give them nothing back. I just, yes, one word answers. Yep. 
and we, me and you have talked about this, <laughs> mirroring the customer. So like, important. I don't know if they teach this when you're doing, when you go to hair school or something, but like you should be in the conversation with the customer. But if it's clear your customer doesn't want to talk to you, then just stay quiet. <laughs> you mirror what the customer does. I, yeah. And I, I, I was happy with my haircut, so I gave her a good tip, but I was not happy with the interrogation that I had to live through for 25 minutes. Also, are you a 20% tipper at haircuts? So I typically tip more, actually. If it's 15, really? I'll round to 20. Usually. No way. Yeah, yeah. Um, Flexing. You hear that, everybody? <laughs> He's making that cash money. Did I say door to door? Shout out Adobe. <laughs> but um, uh, I I feel bad because I just recently started tipping at, for my haircut like two mm-hmm. years ago. And I had no idea you were supposed to tip. Oh, really? I thought it was kind of like when you go to five guys and there's like a tip thing at the end. I'm like, okay, you didn't really do anything. When it's me. like, do you want to tip 10, 20, or 50%? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I respect the hustle. The none button is in the bottom corner. Well, you're not going to get a tip unless you ask for one, so it's worth a shot. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but I feel bad. So I just recently started tipping. But I don't tip as much as I do for my waiter. Which I don't is know fair. Why. That's fair. You You understand waiters. Like, you get it. Do you, last question here, do you as a waiter, having been a waiter, tip waiters based on service? Like, oh, wow, he did a good job. He's going to get a great tip. Or do you just always tip them well? I do 20%. Mm. But if they're like outstanding or something, I'll give them a little more. So, But 20% is my minimum. So really, if they, if they really suck, I'm still going to give them like the standard 20%. That's fair. Usually it's just 20%. I think that's reasonable, you know. I, that's that's what they deserve. It's a good if they if you got that, you'd be happy, right? That's all. That's what I felt when I was a waiter. Is like you're always satisfied with a twenty percent tip. So. Yeah, yeah. You you take that home, you're excited. So we uh, got really got down the wormhole there of tipping. I'm not <laughs> sure how sports related that is, but I don't have a way to tie it into you. No. Okay, great. Well, we appreciate you listening to episode seven. You are now in, in the, the nose. Right.